0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilieu. I'm here with my beloved wife, Lisa.
1: Wow, Lisa. Hey.
0: Going for Lisa again. Indeed. What is up?
1: Hey, baby. How
0: we doing? Good. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Nice. You know what else I'm ready for? Oh,
1: what are you ready for? I'm
0: ready for New York City Comic Con. I know, <laughs> Which you. is super weird to bring it up here, but I want everyone to know. I still can't believe people don't know that we're building a studio. That's so crazy to me. It just goes to show that... I actually, even though I feel like I talk about it all the time, I'm not talking about it nearly enough. So now I'm on a campaign. If anybody is in the New York City area, both Lisa and I are gonna be at New York City Comic Con this October 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Mm-hmm. Come by the booth. Mm-hmm. We've got a big announcement coming on the 4th of September in terms of who the celebrity is that's involved with the project. I can't wait to finally announce that so that we can like start really putting out the real art and stuff. We've been putting out sort of all the ancillary stuff. Uh, it'll be nice to be able to go ham. So if you want to come by and meet us, only do it if you actually have an interest in the narrative side that we're working on. So we see our world is broken into nonfiction and fiction. So you're listening to some nonfiction right now. But if you're interested in how you can empower people through fiction, come check us out. Yeah. We're going to be, going ham. We're going to be there all four days, taking pictures, signing, 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 doing all kinds of stuff, fun photos. So come on by.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you've been talking about this for years now, since we pretty much started Impact Theory um if not even before I and mean, when we first met we said we we're going to build a studio say, and that's yeah. how we actually got into quest for people that don't know that story but um because we started in the movie business um have both had terrible experiences hated the hollywood life and you turned around to me and you're like i guess we're gonna have to make our own money so that we basically hold our own dis- destiny and i remember at the time thinking like that is so insane be sure let's do it like i, I Going back to how much I believe in you and like our vision of where we're going to go. Like I was like, yeah, let's do it. So even though there was that part of me that was like, that sounds crazy. How are we ever going to earn enough money to be able to do something like that? Um, Yeah, I think that even back then I knew how like, how grand your vision was and being a partner, um, even just going into what we're doing now with this big launch, our house is being completely taken over. Every time I turn around, you've got some new (laughs) person here working on a part of the project. Um, rooms are being taken over. Like we have, I think now twenty four people that work at the house. Wow, you know.
0: is it really? It, well, last I, I counted, it was 22, twenty two, and I thought oh, that you bought. Oh, wow! Yeah,
1: and we're going to have to start more.
0: stuffing them in closets. So, so,
1: but even now on the weekends, you've got people coming over working yeah, and it's, going. It's pure
0: insanity right now.
1: And I want to really tie this in relationships. Is that no matter what you're going through, whether it's you've got children, you've got all these different activities or whatever. Like when you're living this type of life. You even said to me the other day, like, okay, just until New York is like, I've barely seen you. And when I say barely seen you, I mean, I'm falling asleep in bed. I don't even remember you coming into bed and then I wake up and you're already gone. So that's kind of how our lives have been since we even got back from vacation. Um, and when you said to me like, oh, well, it's just, you know, I'm on a tight deadline. I really just tell myself, this is you and I accept that. Let's not fool ourselves though I in mean, thinking it's just going to be until this <laughs> deadline happens in, in October, right? Yeah. And, but doing that for a for my own sanity, True. because I don't want to have a deadline thinking, okay, now I'm going to get his attention. The reality is like no bullshit. The reality is is this is who you are as a human, this drives you having these big grand goals and then having deadlines to, like then go really hard. like that's what you love to do. So yeah, but I
0: do want the record to reflect that We still take time to reconnect every week. Yes. So, like, I don't want people to think that, oh, suddenly I've switched my pitch, and I don't think relationships take, uh, like, real FaceTime, real connection, deep energy put on right. each other. Like, even in the midst of all the craziness, we still make sure that we have time to reconnect. Definitely, people would be startled to realize how hard we actually work. Mm-hmm. I think that as much as I try to convey it in the content, I don't think people really understand until they're side by side.
1: Right, and even though saying we take time for each other, like that has, even just these last couple of weeks, it has changed a little because there'll be times where like, hey, you sit and keep me company while I cook. Now it's like, oh shit, I've got stuff to do, so why don't you cook while I work and then we'll get together and I'll stop working while yeah, we
0: quite no But that's
1: important to know where like you haven't just completely shut yourself off and said, Hey, I'm not going to spend any time with you. You've been very conscious of like, I still want to connect with you. I still want to spend time with you, but maybe we have to work through what that looks like on a Saturday. Now, whereas before you would sit with me and eat or as I was cooking, now you just do slightly things different because for you and I get it right. Getting 10 minutes here, getting 15 minutes, then is going to make all the difference.
0: Um, yeah. And I, I'm sure you have questions, and I'm sure they have nothing to do with how to manage a relationship and just like massive crushing ambition. But it's really interesting to me how we've been able to make that work and like how to bring a partner into the journey so that it isn't two people pulling in opposite directions. And that was something that we've talked about from the beginning is I, I am pulling I remember saying this to you, I'm going to be pulling furiously hard in the direction of my dreams, and hopefully that's something that you find attractive about me, because it is who I am, it is what I value in myself, it is what I want to do, it's my joy, it's my passion, like, I love going ham after a big goal, like, I just love that, I love the, the striving for something, the, like, seeing how much of the universe you can bend to your will, like, I just really, really love that. And. I thought, okay, well, I'm not—not not even I thought. I said I'm going to be pulling a thousand miles an hour in this direction, and I want to make sure that when you're at your most selfish, you're not pulling a thousand miles in the opposite direction. Mm. So, really focusing with your partner, like this, is all communication. Focusing with your partner on what you want, where you're going, how you can go there together, being really raw, really honest about the things that you want, about how you can collaborate, about how you can work together, and that there doesn't have to be a choice between grand ambition and drive and doing something incredible and your relationship, but it will not in any way, shape or form happen by accident. Like it's got to be literally handcrafted.
1: Yeah. And I think that in situations like that, going exactly what you said, communication is getting super tactical on what that communication looks like, because for instance, um, when was it last week or the week before? I think there was three days where I, I didn't see you as I was going to bed. Normally we kiss each other goodnight. I didn't see you, I texted you. You were so busy that you didn't get to text back. So I went to bed without you texting me. I then woke up and you weren't in bed. So for three days in a row, we did that. And then I thought, okay, like you're on full speed ahead and I respect that because I'm so on board with what we're trying to do but I think now I can't have this like if you said to me okay I'm going to do this for the next two months that's going to start to really affect me so that's when you get tactical and I we even had the chance to say this so hey people like our therapy sessions so here we go <laughs> I was actually going to say that to you and I haven't had the chance to but I need you to at least text me good night I
0: love you. That's interesting.
1: Like even even if I literally I don't see you, you don't come up because I mean we it's upstairs, you know, you're off right. the way you've been in the art room is downstairs. Um, I don't need you to do that because I get that stepping out of that. You zone, don't need me to leave the
0: room correct. You, but you need me to send a text.
1: Correct. Um because I know that in those three days I totally understand why you didn't. But long term I'm seeing in the future, I know that I personally will have a problem with that. Mm. So instead of waiting for that to happen, I want to foresee it, I want to put tactics in place so that this can be a lifelong endeavor for us, right? Because like you said, you love to go ham, that's not gonna change, I know that's not gonna change, I'm not gonna ask you to change it because that's who I fell in love with in the first place. But there's certain tactics that I think we need to implement as our lives change and adjust that can then allow our relationship to stay strong. Mm. So something like just texting me, baby, I love you, Good night." like that and again going back to again tactics even if that's set an alarm in your phone
0: I was literally going to set it now but I shut my phone off yeah but like
1: set your alarm at what nine o'clock is where normally I'll go to 8.59 right because
0: hopefully I'm back to my normal schedule of going to bed at nine relatively soon Uh, but I'm still not setting an alarm for anybody keeping score yeah Uh, but yeah Totally.
1: Because I found myself at one point, I was like trying to wait up for you, and then I was falling asleep in bed, but I didn't want to go to bed without you because I hadn't heard from That's you. So I didn't want to come downstairs. Here, and tell here's you what's you're in front of the team and I got my makeup off and I'm in my pajamas. Which
0: is so funny that that's weird for you, but, um,
1: all women listen at home. I bet oh, you get they're that all as well. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. A thousand percent. What's he saying? Like, yeah.
1: And this is another debate that we actually do have with each other about like once I'm in the bedroom makeup off in my pajamas. Yeah.
0: Like you really go into a different mode. But by the way, I just have to say this, your yeah. hair looks amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It looks really, really good. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that loud and clear, I'm so grateful that you communicate that before it's an annoyance or you're upset. And for anybody listening, um, if you know that you're the partner that tends to feel that disconnect early, the way that you handle it is always so amazing. You let me know, like, and you didn't used to, right? You used to get Mm -hmm. really annoyed and then it would be an argument and then I'd feel terrible because it was too late to fix it. Because I would hold
1: back, thinking it's not worth bothering him over something so small, like texting me. So don't worry, Lisa, you're being petty. I would hold back, hold back, hold back. That pettiness turned into resentment. Then you'd be
0: quiet and I'd be like, what's wrong? Nothing. I can tell something is wrong. (laughs) Just say it. And then we'd finally get to, and then of course I'm like, oh my God, like I want to give you that gift. But because I don't feel, I don't feel it. So yeah. like, I don't even think about it. Like for me, I see you during the day, I catch a glimpse, I walk into a room, I'm not expecting to see you. Like I get, and those are awesome moments for me, but I get that thing that you only get if it's like downtime mm-hmm. and we're going to bed together or whatever, like for you, there's like a, a need to be in a different zone for mm-hmm. it to really sink in. But for me, it's not that way. So that's really interesting, and even all these years later, like I know that intellectually, but it won't dawn on me that when you text to say, "Oh, you're going," or not even that because I won't see the text until after you've gone right. to bed. But to like be cognizant of that, I am terrifyingly, and because this isn't on video, people don't see I'm really thinking about this. Like I'm terrifyingly able to, um, I'm like the human version of Adderall where when I get into something, I'm lost in it. I'm in a universe. I can't hear. I can't see. Like, I'm fucking in it. Like, I'm so, like, myopically focused on that thing that I'm doing, which is really weird because I actually am, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, hyperactivity disorder. I guess never technically ADHD, but um, I was way hyper. I've had to train myself in meditation to really be able to um, focus on things that I'm, I'm it, that don't capture me, mm. because the only things that suck me in like that are things that capture me. I was me.
1: gonna say you've always been captured, like super engaged in. In what? When you like when you've been editing and stuff, it's like yeah. forget it. You don't sleep.
0: There's certain things. Storytelling is is it yeah. right? And you know, as we've been building this, and it's obviously such a huge financial risk, and it takes so much time and energy. I've really stopped and looked at like I'm going so hard that. I know that it runs against my desire to live forever. So I've looked at, like, Mm. do you love this enough Mm. to do this? Because there is an easier path before you. You could go and just speak and do social content. And, like, part of why I don't want to do that is I know it's a wave and I know that, you know, whatever... interest people have in me and what I'm doing now, it ultimately crests. Like there's no celebrity that was a celebrity 50 years ago, right? Mm. It is, it just doesn't happen. Mm. So I know that and I think social lifespans are like measured in you know a few years. They're certainly not measured in decades. Maybe they will be moving forward, but like I think betting on that is is a very bad idea. So but I don't need the money. So it's like I want to impact, I want to like touch lives. But the level that I'm working like just goes way beyond that. So I've really had to ask myself, okay, do you love this enough to know that the way that you're acting right now is invariably shortening your mm. life? And the answer is yes. Like I, I just get so captured by that. Um, and to bring it back to the relationship, what I love is that you understand that that's not personal. You understand there's nothing against you. Yeah. That's not like, me in some way, shape, or form saying that like I'm not equally, in fact, more captivated by you, but integrating the realities of what it takes to run a business versus what it takes to be in a relationship. And that, like, the one thing I want people to really see and feel is how powerful your reaction is. And can I be really gross for a minute? Sure. When, like, 10, no more. 12 to 15 years ago, I thought, I'm really good at this relationship management stuff. Like, I'm so good. Like, look at what my wife, like, you know, I'm able to, like, help her through this and see, like, how to deal with somebody who's ambitious. And then one day, it really hit me. And, and I was like, selection is everything. And I don't remember who I first heard that from. But they said... And maybe they were talking about something else and I just applied it to relationships, I don't remember. But I remember thinking, oh my God, the thing that I did right was select somebody who was able to process emotionally, who could have something sting and then process through it instead of lashing out. And that, like, my hat is off to you. Literally, I'm gonna take my hat off. Mm -hmm. My hat is actually, I'm actually wearing a hat today. And it was literally off. Uh, my hat is off to you because being able to do that work, being able to communicate, verbalize, identify your feelings and and lean in, figure out what the solution is Mm. to the feeling that you're having Mm. so that you'll say, hey, just shoot me that text. Now I know. I know what to do. So it isn't just, hey, you're making me feel this way, full stop, go figure it out. It's, hey, you're making me feel this way, I've thought about it and here is what would work and whether that's, Come kiss me goodnight, send the text, um, never come to bed after 10, like whatever it is. And then you're just imminently reasonable. You you don't do ultimatums. I don't think you've ever given me an ultimatum. No, I don't think I have. Um, which is already amazing. And then, yeah, you're just so able to process through your emotions.
1: Thank you, baby. I mean, a big thing, look, I think I've really worked on it and I've grown a lot. And I don't think I was that good when we first met at all. But um, I can't remember when and what it happened. I've spoken about this before, but I see this a lot in people, in couples, where the big thing that attracted me to you in the first place was the fact that you wanted to, you have a vision, you have a dream, you have a goal, you're ambitious, you're, you know, and you're not afraid to go for it. And I found that very attractive meeting you. what i've seen is other women do find that attractive in men and then the second the reality hits they then almost push back so for instance they want like and i felt found myself like this as well i wanted you home for dinner right and it's like oh god here we go again another night without him for dinner and it's like hang on a minute you knew what he was like that was actually what attracted you to him in the first place was his ambition But now you want him to come home at a certain time to eat dinner with you? Well, hang on, now you're not supporting the ambitious man that you first met. So it's that contradiction, right? Where it's like, okay, figure out what you actually want from somebody and then you need to support it without letting your emotions get in the way. Because my emotions in those moments were getting in the way saying, I want my husband home for dinner. But ultimately it's like, okay, when I have to think about one or the other, it's like, well, I am contradicting myself. And so what is the most important thing? And we've spoken about it before is the most important thing thing is you living the life that makes you happy, me living the life that makes me happy. And if I'm now putting these big restrictions on you, it's not fair. Now on the flip side of it is recognizing that I still actually have needs and I still have wants and I'm not afraid to make those demands but I have to be reasonable about those demands. So for instance, when I thought about I hadn't seen you three days in a row and our thing that we've spoken very publicly about is I like to fall asleep on your chest. Get a kiss goodnight, we say I love you and then I fall asleep on your chest. And we We didn't do that for three nights and I woke up and you weren't there. So it really felt like I was sleeping alone because I was asleep when you were next to me. I remember thinking, okay, this isn't sustainable. I'm not gonna hold him back. So I'm not gonna say, hey, you need to do this. What do I actually want? It'd be great for him to come up and give me a kiss. Good night. Okay that would feel great. But I know the realities of that is I know you, I'm putting myself in your shoes. That means you have to stop what you're doing. I know how you get super tunnel vision, which means you have to stop what you're doing. You have to actively remove yourself in that space. And when you're in a creative space, I know what you're like. So asking you to remove yourself from that creative space to come upstairs, to give me a kiss and the puppies see you, then they start barking. So it's broken this rhythm that I think that you're in, which is why you're not texting me back. Right? The reality is it's not that you don't want to text me back, is that you're in a rhythm and you're not even thinking about your phone. So when I was like, okay, well, the reality of you coming upstairs and kissing me goodnight is quite disruptive for you. Do I really need a kiss goodnight? No, I think I can be without a kiss goodnight for a couple of nights in a row. So what would also what would be the equivalent of still making me feel like you've thought of me that I'm going to bed, you know, by myself? And I was like, a text. Okay. I don't think asking for a text from you is too much. I think that's very reasonable in what I need. And will I really feel the, you know, the outcome I'm looking for? I think I will, because I think I will feel like you've thought of me because you've texted me. So that's how I broke down the texting.
0: When we first got together, you were Sally from when Harry met Sally. In like, he goes, you're the worst kind of high maintenance. <laughs> you, you think you're low maintenance, but you're really high maintenance. That was you when we first met. <gasps> And the funny thing is you still on the side is a big big thing for you, which is a quote from the movie. But listening to you say that and knowing how true it is, like I really have to update my mental model of like how like low maintenance you become like business has changed you. Yeah, you getting into business, you having employees, you having to oversee like all these people, and really knowing what it means to be in the groove, to be building something, to um, be pushing your own limits, to constantly be stretching yourself, to know that you have to put yourself under, um, you know, well designed stress, but stress nonetheless. If you want to grow and get better, Mm -hmm. you're really, really good about that, and then. You know, right now, like right now for the, it actually may be the first time in more than a decade I'm at my limit. I don't have more to give. Um, Work-wise. Yeah, yeah, it, it, well said, (laughs) work-wise. I can't remember the last time I felt like this, where it's like, I don't have like, even one more question, I can't take it. Like this, this is, this is max and how, not receptive, that's not the right word I'm looking for, how well you read that and you know where I'm at and you're there to support. And like today, so you made me what we call a mocklet, which is, um, unfortunately at Quest we don't make it anymore, but um, we used to have this, and we still have some stored in the freezer, this uh, chocolate that was keto keto chocolate, and then you put macadamia nuts in it and you freeze it, it's so good. We call it a mocklet. Yeah and you made me one literally randomly and you just came in and said, by the way, there's one in the freezer for you. And it was like right before I was supposed to eat a meal, I was like, oh my God, this is so perfect. And I knew that you had done that because you knew that I was like, I'm, I'm giving max effort right now. Um,
1: well, can I be honest actually? So what happened was this morning, I had a question for you with work, and you said, I can't answer it now, but if you come down to the kitchen, I need to make a mokla, come down and ask me. But I was kind of in my slow, trying to meditate in the morning type pace, and so I didn't come down. And then when I came down afterwards, you had already been in meeting, and I saw that you'd put the, the wax paper out, and but you hadn't, so I was like, I bet you he hasn't made himself one because he got caught up in a meeting. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna make him one. And even though I've got a shit ton on my plate, doing things like that for each other I think are really important
0: yeah it was super sweet like way thoughtful
1: but I want people to also get though that I wasn't always like this and so even if there are certain things that are resonating with people it's like oh my god yes I want to be able to do that like I was wasn't like this at first right I was the person that was probably a lot needier and I think I don't think I was extreme but yeah, I would have been like, well, what about me? And you've forgotten me and you're not paying me attention. And um, and so it has been over time where I've, little things have clicked into place for me. The biggest thing really was, you were attracted to him because he was ambitious and now you're holding it against him. Like that changed every thought that I had moving forward from that. Um, and then obviously me finding something that I was passionate about, that I had to drive for, whether you were around or not, was also a massive thing because I wasn't just turning to you to, in essence, ed- entertain me, right? right? So it's like when I was a- Entertain me, yeah. When I, <laughs> When I was a stay-at-home wife, um, that literally was it, right? My The extent that I had to talk to you about what was going on was almost gossipy. It was, I went to lunch with this person and right. she told me this, and can you believe what happened? And this and this, and oh my God, on E! News, did you hear that Kim Kardashian, right? That was my input at the time. Um, because you were out working, and so I would wait for you to come home to kind of fill a bit of that void. But then when we started Quest and I started realizing, wow, I love being able to interact with people, to figure things out, to have challenges. That filled a big gap in me that I think um, was very needed for this, to, this um, relationship to get where it is today. Um, because I, I think I just had a hole that I was expecting you to fill. Um, and I wasn't actually doing it myself. And so being able to do that, being able to follow something that I was passionate about, and then think about, you know, um, I think we've even said this before, there was a guest on uh, Impact Theory, and they said, look, you're gonna have to do the work, right? The question is, do you wanna do the work with this person, the partner that you have now? Mm -hmm. And I thought that's so true, right? if we were having a problem in our relationship and you were saying, hey, this is something I think you need to fix, and it's actually true, then I have to fix it no matter what. I have to fix it with our relationship with you or with somebody else. So the question is, do I, who do I want to do the work with? Um, and I kind of feel like I've, we have both kind of lived that as well, where it's like, okay, we have a hurdle we have to overcome. We have to work on it together.
0: Yeah, no question. No question. You said something earlier, and twice it's like popped into my head now, and I cannot recapture what I was going to say, but skipping on to something else, when you were talking about having something that you yourself love, like, oh, this is what I was going to say, and then remind me to come back to, to that, but... Um, I swear to God, if I just lost it again, I'm gonna punch myself in the mouth. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's gone again. So going back to um, you finding that thing that you love, it's so critical that you have that world of things that you're trying to develop in yourself because without that, then there would be this unbalanced issue. Like when you were saying, oh, what about me? I need your time and attention. I thought, wow, that actually sounds really horrible. And people listening right now, a thousand percent, it sounds like I'm just off doing my thing, I don't think about you, and I'm ignoring you. But the reality is, we're both building something mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And I, that definitely sustains me maybe a little more than it does you, but I think that it's important to realize that what we're doing only works because we both have the something together, a, a company that we're building together, but something that we're each equally passionate about that is irrespective of the other person. It's, you know, especially to really isolate it with women of impact for you. Um, and then obviously coming with 5th the... Coming out September. Coming out when? 5th of September. There you go. <laughs> uh, which is going to be awesome, by the way. By the way, as just a random ass side note, Johnny was raving about the interviews. Aww. So last night he was just like going off on That's it. He cool. was like, dude, they're so good. Aww. She's amazing. You're going to love them. Which... I, from the little snippets I've seen, I'm gonna love them. It really, for anybody that wants to like, go to that next level with female leadership, check out Women of Impact. Thank you, baby. 5th. No, 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 for real. Like I'm, this is not a your my wife thing. Like from the, I, and admittedly I've only seen about 10% of it, but the 10% I've seen is is really awesome. So I'm super excited about that. And I remember the thing that I keep forgetting, which is that if you want to Model yourself after somebody. You need to make sure that it's actually who you wanna be. So looking at, like if people are listening to us and going, oh, I wanna do something that they're doing. Really look at our lives and make sure that it's something that you value. Because if what you wanna be is a great parent, we would be the craziest humans to model yourself after. It doesn't mean that we don't have advice that you can use and pick and choose, but modeling yourself after what the lifestyle that we've chosen to live would be really, really crazy. And then the other thing that I was gonna say is, you mentioned a couple times now being conflicted about, like, oh, you're ambitious and that's what I fell in love with and you know I'm conflicted about it or I'm giving mixed messages or whatever the word was that you said. And I've thought a lot about that because there's two sides to our world. There's the fiction and there's the nonfiction. And there have been times where one will conflict with the other when I want to be doing the other. So let's say... You're saying
1: the company, fiction and nonfiction. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Impact theory has two sides, fiction, nonfiction. Um, And there have been times where, let's say, that I'm going to give a talk and I'm really amped up about it, but then people need an answer on you know, the comic book or something. And I'm like, ah, like I I don't want to deal with that right now. I want to be doing this or vice versa. I'm working on the comic and somebody, I need to go shoot a piece of content or something. And I remember thinking, don't ever be conflicted about your goals. Hmm. So you like, if you don't want to do it for real, then fucking drop it. But don't ever have a goal and then be annoyed that you're pushing that goal forward. And that's really helped me on times when I would otherwise struggle. I'm like, those are the things that I'm trying to create. And so to be conflicted about them is like, you're creating just a new layer of pain. Mm -hmm. So don't be conflicted about your goals. I decide what your goals are, decide what the hierarchy of goals is. So for instance.
1: In a relationship, agree to them.
0: Out loud, a thousand percent. So for instance, I know I've talked about this before, but our marriage is my highest priority. So there's no question that when I can have both, I will but whenever you say it's now becoming a problem then i immediately adjust it's not like i'm conflicted about it i don't have to think twice about it you're so good about never pulling that card unless it's actually becoming a problem so knowing what your goal is never allowing yourself to be conflicted about that that if there is conflict that doesn't immediately resolve itself by telling yourself to not be conflicted then one of those goals needs to go
1: Mm, yeah agreed um couple of things on that So agreeing with your goal, agreeing to the the goals of the family and individuals, I think is very important. We've sat down and said, what are we doing? Like, what is impact? What is that going to mean for us? What does that involve? And are we both in? So once we kind of put our hand in a pile in essence and we're like, okay, we're both in, I remind myself that on days where I don't get to see you, right? I remind that on days where, um, like for instance, yes, a perfect example, yesterday I had terrible health my digestion was terrible my stomach was cramping like crazy i got really lightheaded really dizzy and you were out on a shoot and i felt like i started feeling nauseous like it's it was like one of the worst i've had in a while i don't know why i was feeling nauseous but like literally i couldn't really stand up for long so i told the team hey i'm just gonna go upstairs and work from upstairs for the rest of the day but you were out and you were like, we were texting back and forth. And I was like, I don't want to tell him because I don't want him to worry because now you have to perform at a high level. And you, ha- I didn't want you to be distracted. And so I didn't tell you. But then it was like, I felt bad because I was hiding it from you. Mm. And then it was like, but I personally, I, just, I really wanted to tell you because I wanted you to feel sorry for me. Right, sure. Like, right, the truth. Um, I want you to be like, baby, you okay? Oh my God, when I come home, I'm going to give you kisses. Like, that's what I wanted from you. But I knew that, in telling you in that moment wouldn't serve you and if it wouldn't serve you it doesn't serve our ultimate goals so and that's how I break things down in my head it's like well you're not holding back for any other reason except for you Lisa have decided to hold back because you've agreed that these are the goals that you need to accomplish and the second that those two come into conflict we'd need to talk about it right my needs versus our goals like hey this now isn't matching up anymore
0: that's why you asked me if I was on my way back yeah isn't it? that's so funny I was like why is she so interested in when I'm on my way back.
1: That and also the puppies hadn't been fed and I was like, like making sure that, I'd be making sure that you'd be at home in time to feed them, but I didn't want to interrupt you while you were working. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was why
0: it's very thoughtful. And I really get that. Um, and part of me is grateful for that. And then the other part is like, just tell me.
1: Well, and this is actually, to be honest, this is where I'm struggling a little right now. Is Because I kind of played it off, and then you got home, you were very sweet, but then this morning I woke up and I felt really shitty. Mm. And you even said, like, you don't often wake up the next day and feel bad, but that's why I didn't work out, which Wednesday's normally my workout. It's so funny, I was like, she
0: has her workout shoes on, but she's just sitting here. So I was like, maybe this is her day off? But I was like, why does it? No, and
1: then I went and started drawing.
0: Yeah, it's so funny because I prefer when you have a day off because I think, ah, she's gonna feel better. That it just all felt so right
1: but this morning i didn't tell you how
0: i felt well no but it was written on your face at one point
1: well so that was the thing so i didn't really say anything to you i didn't work out and then you walked uh, oh, then we interacted, and you're like, "Well, what's wrong?" Because you could, cause you could see something was wrong. I was like, babe, right. my stomach's having. He's like, "Oh, you said like, oh, I didn't realize that never normally
0: That's spills so unusual, over." Yeah,
1: but I didn't want to really even this morning because I knew you had another meeting. I didn't want to tell you. So I'm actually this is one thing that I'm kind of struggling with, where it's like I want you to know so you can be sensitive, but at the same time I don't want you to know so that you're distracted.
0: No, you you really can't worry about that. I know. You and for real. Yeah. So. Once you start worrying about that, that's like the beginning of where the business then takes over the relationship because there's always gonna be a reason. There's always gonna be something. There's always gonna be some big, high profile, whatever. But what you have to trust is that if I have the information, I will be able to, in the moment I have to step up and perform, I'll step up and perform. But then I can carve out to make sure that you're taken care of. Like That's really important to me. And I use that word like and hopefully it's people at home, yeah, no, that so,
1: that's a word that we sacred for us. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and I mean it in that way. Like, this is where it starts to get dangerous. Like, as much as I love being ambitious and going after it, it's not lip service to say that our relationship is the most important. Our relationship is the most important. So when it comes to something like that, that is how no one time will be a big deal, but stack them all up and you'll feel alone. And there's no reason to be in a relationship if you feel alone. Yeah. So.
1: And part of me also thinks was I should have known better. Like I really should have known. But I was like, well, I've been IG storying it. But oh, of course, you, yeah, I mean, you're so busy, you don't look. But that was also one thing like actually, I was like, oh yeah, Shaky. I guess he doesn't know because I haven't verbal verbalized that to him. And that's, I mean, it, you even said, like, we've been together, we've been together for almost 18 years, so the fact that even now, I think things catch me off guard because it's like, oh shit, yeah, I guess I still, even after this long, you still can't read my mind, like...
0: Yeah, you still, well, not only that, but you really forget that the other person just isn't like you, they, see the things that you believe, you so think are, like, just the way things are, that I totally forget. we've been together
1: for 18 years, so of course you know, like... 100%. Yeah, which is shocking that I still fall into that trap, but I think, you know, it's a great reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other actually thing that I wanted to say on the goals thing is um, once you set the goals and being able to be in, in it together, it does help little things like when, so you were gone, I can't remember last week and there was a trip or something. I don't know, you were just, you didn't come up. And that's right, it was one of the nights that you stayed downstairs working. And I remember going like the first night, I was like, I can't believe he hasn't texted me back. Like he knows it's nine o'clock. But the second and third day I kind of got used to it. But the first day I was like, wow, this is so unlike him to not even text, like it's nine o'clock. 30 comes, wow, it's really unlike him. And I thought to myself, okay, I've got two choices here. I can get annoyed, like, hang on, you know that it's bedtime, you should have just texted me goodnight. Or I can be like, the poor man is freaking busting his ass. Every moment, every second he's awake, he's working to work on the goal that we've agreed as a couple and as a family. So now I'm going to give him shit for doing that. Like, no, that's not fair. So that's when I wrote you the little note that I put, so a little post-it note that I put on your sink. Wow,
0: that's so interesting to know that it started. So that's brilliant. And anybody listening, what a powerful technique. That's exactly what I'm talking about when I say, when you have the impulse to criticize, compliment. Yeah. And because just for people who know, was, the yeah.
1: post-it note said, um, you're, I'm so proud of you, baby. You're my hero. Or, yeah, yeah, something
0: like that. And to come up at night, I'm fucking exhausted. And I know I've got to do it all over again the next day. And I've got to get up crazy early. And yeah, I mean, it's just like this particular stretch that we're in now is like madness. And to come in and see that little note, I was like, wow. Like that was so cool.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important, and that's a shift that I've made over the time, I think, is that um, even if you are like upset or frustrated about something that your partner has done, um, again, going back to, okay, I just need to own it. I need to think of a tactic or something, to, a tip to give you. Okay, text me. All right, great. But I need to think of a resolution. Um, and then also, I, I want you to feel like I, I'm your partner, right? Like, we're not on opposing teams. We're not playing tennis, you know, we're... Um, Oh, God, my analogy fell apart. That was
0: so good. It's not. It's still there. Okay. So So we're not
1: playing tennis. We're not on different sides of the court. Like We're on the same freaking team. Um, We're sharpshooting on Destiny 2 on the same fire team.
0: There you go. I love that smile. I wish people could see it. (laughs) To make it universal. Yeah, we're not on opposing sides. That's really powerful. And I love that. We're not on opposing sides, because I think that a lot of people in their relationship, when I see it from the outside, I'm like, God, you guys seem like you're on opposing sides. So that is way powerful, and for sure, I think, sadly, it is time that we have to wrap, but that is an awesome place to end, because damn, you're not on opposing sides. Mm. You're on the same team. <laughs> September 5th, Women of Impact coming October 4th, New York City Comic Con, come out, say what's up. hang out guys thank you so much and the one thing I will actually
1: add is um, for this show because I know your time is so limited I'm desperate to keep the show going so one thing that would really help for people listening is if they um, shared this by screenshotting it and IG it or something like that and tagging us and just trying to blow the show up because this is one thing true transparency to the audience (laughs) at home like as you can hear this man has like not even one ounce of spare time and I have been fighting tooth and nail for this show not to end you've been very sweet but like we need to keep growing the show otherwise at some point you're going to say it's not worth your time so guys if we are bringing you value and you are listening please do share share tell your friends tell your family screenshot tag us help us grow this the show that was such a (laughs) plea
0: i love it let's keep it going yeah all right guys if you haven't already be sure to subscribe to your podcast app of choice to this because that is probably the most important thing you could do And until next time, be legendary. Take care. Later. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now